Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue in his Bear Fruit series by beginning a new message which is titled, The Fruitful Prayer. This three-part message will speak of the importance of keeping with righteousness if we wish to bear fruit. The primary text for this message is Philippians 1, verses 9 and 10. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Philippians right now, and we'll join in with Pastor Chuck. Today, family, as we take the next step in looking at what it means to be a disciple who goes forth and bears much fruit for the glory and honor of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, this, today we're going to look at what it means to bear fruit in keeping with righteousness. Bear fruit in keeping with righteousness. So we'll look at this from Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. So if you're cool, you got your e-Bibles, I want you to click and scroll there. If you're old school like me, you got your tree Bibles. Hopefully you have already turned there to Philippians chapter 1. I grew up, D, grew up in an interesting time in an interesting area where there were a lot of B statements that were made. The Army had one that was, be all that you can be. Gatorade had one. I want to be, want to be like Mike. Had a Gatorade. Like, don't try to, like, see, this is what y'all do every time. I put myself out there, and then y'all start acting funny. Like, y'all ain't never been the same place as I am. So don't wait till I get, like, ten minutes in my message, and then y'all want to join me. Because y'all some, y'all some real uppity saints right here. Y'all act like y'all ain't never been at the foot of the cross. Like, I'm the only one that's a sinner in here saved by grace. You know how they do me, D. So I just want to go ahead and put the online family and our family here on notice. Don't do me like that today, Calaboo. Don't do me like that. Ride with me here. There's another one. Bobby McFerrin, what he say? Don't worry. Oh, so now y'all, now y'all want to participate with me now. This is how you want to do He said what? Don't worry what? Here's a little song I wrote. Might want to sing it note for note. Don't, didn't it do something to your soul right there? Oh, that song. Youngins, youngins, that's what it is. Watch this, watch this. Every teacher of my generation, they had a statement that said, you can be anything that you do what? No, what time of, what, y'all go over there. Say, you can do anything that you put your mind to. What type of class was y'all sitting in? Y'all sitting in the rebellious class. I won't, I won't in that class. I was the one that told me you can do anything that you put your mind to. Well, there's a statement here in the Apostle Paul's prayer that is vital for us to look at. We want to be disciples who honor the Lord with all of our being. The Apostle prays for us to be filled with righteousness to the praise and honor and glory of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to do my best today to imitate, if you will, the Apostle Paul and communicate this prayer because this is the prayer that I have for us, Rebuild Fellowship. This is the prayer that I'm going to be more consistent in praying that you can hold me accountable to for the body of Christ at large. It's to pray that we would be filled with the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul is writing this to the to the Philippian church. This, this letter that, he's wrote, that he has written to the church is full of warmth. It's full of compassion. It's full of this love that he has for the church that the Lord called him to start in this colony. 
He's writing to them to show his appreciation for them partnering in with him and advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's thankful that they're being steadfast and committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he's writing this to let them know that I'm so ever thankful that you have been my day ones. Anybody glad you got a day one in your life? And if you don't have a day one, I'm going to pray that you got a, a best friend, somebody that can, can walk through difficult times with you, that can rejoice in victorious times with you. Anybody glad that you got a day one in your life? The Apostle Paul is writing this letter. He said, hey, I thank you that you've been my day ones. You've been riding with me from the very beginning. I thank God for you, making remembrance of you in my prayers for your partnership with me in the gospel from this day, from day one until this present day right now. He begins to continue on here, and he gets to this point where he begins to pray for them, and this is the prayer that he wants to communicate to them in this prayer that I need you to remain steadfast. I need you to be an image bearer. I need you to be mindful of the hope that we have been called to. I need you to understand that there will come a time where false teaching may rise up, where the enemy will come in like a flood, but I want you to know the standard that we have in Christ Jesus. Pick me up in verse 9, Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. Here is his prayer. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Jesus Christ. Let me pause right there and say like my wife always says, holiness is still what? I think y'all getting it now. I think y'all finally getting it. Uh, so then he says, verse 11, filled, be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of our God. I have just read it. By God's grace, I'm going to do what? And then we're going to do what? Stay safer at home. I've just read the word of God, and by God's grace alone, I'm going to do my best to do what? And then we're going to do what? Stay safer at home. That's right. We'll stay safer at home. Last time for the Holy Ghost, I have just read the word of God. I'm going to do my best by his grace to do what? And then we're going to do what, online family? Here we go. Here's the first thing I want you to see. I want you to see three, three things that the Apostle Paul prays for, and they have three separate um, directions or focus. What's the plural of it? Foci? I've been out of school for a minute. What's it? Foci? Focus? Foci. It ain't focus with the ES, is it? It's three, three foci focuses. I want. Where, where the intelligent people with the masters? Help a brother out. I told y'all y'all should be leaving me hanging out there. Ain't nobody paying attention in English class but me. Here we go again. All right, here we go. First thing I want you to see out of this is his, this, 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 this prayer of fruitfulness that he's praying for the saints. First thing that he prays communicates an internal focus. The internal focus is in that my prayer that your love may abound more and more. First, he's starting off that their love abounds more and more. That their love will be plentiful and purposeful. This is important to know because love is the first listed fruit of the spirit that enables all other spiritual virtues to enact properly. Let me say that again. Love is the first listed of the fruit of the spirit that enables all other spiritual virtues to enact properly. The apostle, like any good coach, trainer, or mentor, would, should, would or should do is keep getting, as he's communicating, excuse me, he's communicating that he wants to keep getting the best 
out of the saints. He wants your very best. He wants you to put forth your best foot forward as it relates to serving the Lord Jesus. He wants you to put your best foot forward as it means, as it relates to living for Jesus and loving for Jesus. He is praying that they would not succumb to complacency or to the status quo on love. Not to just do the bare minimum. Not solely achieve the goal of love, but to exceed the goal of love. Because what I have read in scripture, the power that resides within us does exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or even imagine. This love, as we learned from our last message, is a love known as agape love. This is a love that was demonstrated for us by the Father when he sent his only begotten son to go to the cross on our behalf, to die in our place. The wrath that was meant for us, God the Father sent his son and he demonstrated his love for us. That Christ would die for us while we were yet sinners, Christ would die for us. While we were yet weak, while we were still weak, Christ would die for the ungodly. See, that agape love is not any ordinary kind of love. Ain't that what commission says? It's not an ordinary love. It's not an ordinary kind of love. This love is selfless. This love is sacrificial. This love is ever giving. It's ever pursuing. This love keeps no record of wrongs. This love is not self-seeking. It doesn't boast it in its own. This love is a love that can only come from a great and mighty king known as Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the more we abide in his love, the more loving we become. And the more we are called to be receivers of that love, responders of that love, and reproducing that love in the life of someone else. This is what the Apostle Paul is praying, that we will lean into that grace of the Lord that would empower us to be the love movement that he's calling us to be, family, in Durham, its surrounding communities, and to the very end of the world. So let's take a deeper look at this. Take a look, deeper look at this. The first part of his prayer in verse 9, here's the first part. It's aimed, right? We talked about that internal focus. It is aimed at the heart. Listen, and it's aimed at the heart, and it has two angles. It has two vantage points. The first one is it has a vertical look. Your vertical. How's this vertical love, as you're abiding in the love of Jesus, right, that, that vertical love is supposed to have a horizontal effect, as the love of Jesus is being poured into you, that love of Jesus is supposed to be being poured out onto others. His prayer is targeted, but it is not limited to the love for God only. It's supposed to extend to love for your fellow man, love for your brother. And this we will prove that we are his disciples by the love that we have for one another. The first part of his prayer request also has two considerations, right? It has two vantage points as we're looking at the heart, that internal focus, but it also has two considerations. The first one is you desire to be obedient. Mr. Charles, can we still talk about obedience in the church? Is, it, is that okay? Because I know, I know when you talk about obedience in the church, it's not comfortable. 
I, I just go on there, Jessica. I'm just gonna move on there, all right? No, no, because see, see, y'all, y'all love to push me, but then when I get out there, y'all forget that I'm out there, and y'all, y'all do me like Peter. I don't know him, <laughs> so don't try to play me, brother. I know how to stand on my own. The first thing, consideration is obedience, right? Obedience. We should consider if we. Uh, I told you here at Rebuild, we want to be a praying church and an obeying church. We, sh- we should consider if we are obeying God's great command to love in Matthew chapter 22 where he said, and he said to him, you should love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is the great and first commandment. Jesus said this, if you love me, you'll do what? The first consideration as we think about love and abounding love is if you are choosing and desiring to obey Jesus no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance. If you love me, online family, you'll do what? Keep his commandments. Where do we see this from? We saw this from the uh, King Jesus that the Apostle Paul would tell us about in chapter 2. He says this, Jesus, the obedience Jesus had brought us, us our salvation. Being found in human form. He humbled himself by being obedient. Obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. If your love is going to abound more and more as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you got to be obedient to Jesus Christ. The great and first commandment is what he leads us with in praying for the saints at the church of Philippi is abounding love. Question, question, question. When is the last time you have prayed for abounding love for you and for your brothers and sisters in Christ? Check your prayer transcripts right now. When's the last time you have really stopped, said, Lord, help me that I would be an instrument of your redeeming love, that your love would flow in and through me, and I want you to do the same for my brothers and sisters in Christ, that our love would abound more and more, regardless of how we are treated, God, you would give us the grace, you would cause us to stand and do just like you did on Calvary's cross when you said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Can you pray that we would be instruments of his redeeming love? Ain't that what the songwriter said? Because what the world needs now is what? Well, bring commission back in, but not in ordinary love. Not in ordinary love. We need an agape love. A love that can only come from a God who is pure, blameless, and holy, and perfect in all his ways. A love that is not tainted. So here's the second consideration. Second consideration about this is your love abounding is obstacles. What are obstacles to your love abounding? What are the obstacles that are damning you up? from allowing the love of Jesus Christ to flow in and out of you? Is it fear? Is it doubt? Is it unbelief? Is it unforgiveness? Is it past disappointments? Is it elitism? You think more highly of yourself than you ought. Is it prejudice, what we just learned? 
Do you think that God ain't able to save them like he saved a wretch like you? got to remember in order to know the better in him we got to see what oh you got to see the bitter in yourself in order to get the better in Jesus Mr. Charles we got to be honest about the bitter that is in us is there an obstacle that is blocking the love of Jesus Christ to flow richly in through in you and then subsequently flow richly out of you What's the first thing you do when you go to a restaurant? What's the first thing that, oh, excuse me, let me ask it this way. The first thing that happens when you go to the restaurant, the server comes to your table, and they typically ask you, the first thing they ask you for is what? For a drink. What would you like to have the drink, right? And watch this, because I know y'all. Here's what, because I know y'all. I know most of y'all. You always request the drink that never runs out. You always, right, you always ask for the drink which there are unlimited refills. Am I right? Right, especially, my favorite is lemonade. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a lemonade snob, I'm a lemonade connoisseur, so I go to try to find a good lemonade. And so I ask them, right, the first thing I ask them is, you got any specialty lemonades? And right, and they generally tell me, yes, we do. But it comes at a cost. Right? comes at a cost. And what do we do? No thank you. <laughs> See, this is how y'all do. I knew y'all was going to now y'all want to preach with me and be a part of this message now. Y'all some interesting saints in the room today. Y'all some interesting saints online. Watch this. This is what we do. Nah, I'm good. Let me get the one here. Well, why don't we do that in the spirit? Soon as the enemy comes with something, he don't even communicate the cost. He makes it look beautiful and better, and we say, I want that one. But the endless supply of redeeming love that has flown from his crown of thorns and has released to us, we reject that in the spirit. But we'll take the enemy's foolishness in the natural. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues his message, which is titled, The Fruitful Prayer.